And if you have your Bibles, if you would open that to Romans 16. As I mentioned earlier, the sermon notes are there. I even put a few over on that uh, right there, and there's some over here. So if you didn't get it, feel free to hop up and grab one of those. We'll begin our reading in Romans chapter 16. Romans 16, beginning in verse 1. As you look over that, maybe you're thinking we should probably just read this together all at once. I'm just seeing whether you're actually looking over it because this one has a whole bunch of names. How many are ready for that? You know, that's that's the thing. It's one thing you start reading something, but when it's got a whole bunch of names and going on, so I'll read it. And... uh, and, and, and show you how you read names in the Bible. You just read them like that's the way they're pronounced and nobody knows any different. That's how it works uh, in many ways. So let me just begin. Verse 1. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church at Centria, that you may welcome her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and help her in whatever way, help her, in whatever she may need from you, for she has been a patron of many and of myself as well. Greet Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but all the churches of the Gentiles give thanks as well. Greet also the church in their house. Greet my beloved Epineus, who was the first convert in Christ in Asia. Greet Mary, who has worked hard for you. Greet Adronicus and Junia, my kinsmen and fellow prisoners. They are well known to the apostles that they were in Christ before me. Greet Ampliatus, my beloved in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our co-fellow worker in Christ, and our beloved Stachius. Greet Apelles, who is approved in Christ. Greet those who belong to the family of Aristobulus. Greet my kinsman Herodian. Greet those in the Lord who belong to the family of Narcissus. Greet those workers in the Lord, Tryphena and Tryphosa. Greet the beloved Persis who has worked hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen the Lord, also his mother who has been the mother to me as well. Greet Ansyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Patrobus, Hermas, and the brothers who are with them. Greet Philologos, Julius. Uh, Nerus and his sister Olympus and all the saints are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ greet you. I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions, create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites by smooth talk and flattery. They deceive the hearts of the naive. For your obedience is known to all so that I rejoice over you. But I want you to be wise as to what is good and innocent as to what is evil. Father, we pray as we open your word, we open our hearts, our minds to receive from you this day. But we do not come here just to learn something new. We come here to submit ourselves to that process of becoming new. Every day more like you, Jesus. Help us to step in 
or for some just to step up in what you are calling us to, even in this day. Move and work as only you can. We thank you for all of this. In your name we pray. Amen. And amen. Many of you know that at different times throughout this year, we're going to be dealing with the one another commands and passages in the scriptures so that we may more fully be the family of God that he desires us to be and that the world around us needs us to be, especially at at a time just as this. Where we need to be able, and unfortunately it's not always happening, where we need to be able to show Christ and share Christ with his power. That in many ways, whether we believe it or not, depends not upon us as individuals, but us together in unity. Today is a special day. It's a special day where we want to follow up with our recent uh, commitment to encourage one another. We've talked about that. There is these encouragement cards that we've had out there. And and mentioning that, we looked at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, where it talked about considering how we can stir up one another to love and good deeds, love and good works or service. How can we stir one another up to serve? Not neglecting meeting together as some are in the habit, but encouraging one another, encouraging one another, stirring one another up in this. And one of the ways that we can do that specifically today is by recognizing, appreciating, and saying thanks to those who serve the Lord in various ways as a part of God's family here at OCCA. And much of that is not just going to take place within this service, but really it's within the uh, meal that's going to take place afterwards, which is why we want all to be a part of this. You may feel like, well, I'm not one of those that's going to get, but you can be one of those that can give. To give that encouragement by being there, by uh, rooting on those. One of the ways that obviously, as we do this. And and in fact, really what God's call, if we were to break it down, uh, God's call for us today is, let's be grateful for the great full servants of God that we have here, that He has given to us, that you are. In fact, we begin to acknowledge and, and just think about this. Let's just acknowledge at the beginning one of those one another's that we're going to hit another time, but that is that we are to serve one another. Galatians 5.13. Remember that one, the video that was earlier? Galatians 5.13. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. All we want to do is to be able to say thank you to those for being obedient to this, to serving one another, those who are serving others. And this is more than, here's, and, and I don't want to get too much into this. I want to be careful because we can handle some of this later. But we're not recognizing or saying thank you for being volunteers. Uh, that's in a lot of stuff that's in churches and talk about it. But the reality is when you look at the word of God, we are not volunteers. 
He never calls us volunteers. We are servants. We have been bought with a price. We are not our own. Whether we like that message or not, that doesn't really matter. This is what the Word of God is. We are. This is who we are to be. This is who we are called. This is who we have been bought with a price. To save, to serve our King who calls us, who commands us, who equips us and empowers us to serve. Each of us made each of us a part of his body as each part does its part. A little earlier I read Ephesians 4.16 when the leaders are standing up here from whom the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Each part. Each part is different. Each part has different work. But as each part does its work, we grow and build up in love. So let's get back into this here. While most of us would agree we're to serve the Lord and one another, I want to begin by just kind of recognizing what would perhaps at least be a baby elephant in the room uh, for some people regarding all of this, at least for some Christians who would question whether we should be showing appreciation to Christians who are just doing what they're supposed to be doing. Sure, saying thank you is polite. But there are those who would say it's not the Christian thing to do because we should only be thanking God and not others. Now, some of you might be thinking, what? You know, you're thinking, what? I never heard such a thing. Others of you, and I know that's what I heard long ago, in some ways taught that thinking that you should not thank others. That, In fact, I've been in churches where expressing thanks or appreciation was considered wrong. You know, for example, even clapping. That's not the Christian thing to do. It still feels a little funny in church. Although in some of the churches I've been at, I don't think the Lord would get a clap offering even. So, you know. But to be fair, here's the thinking behind this. If this is something like, I've heard this. Serving the Lord, that would say, is what is expected from God who has both called and equipped us. Thus, no thanks is needed. We are not ultimately doing this for other people, but for God, from whom one day we will get a well done, my good and faithful servant. Until then, we don't want others or want to accept thanks from other people because that's going to take away from what we're going to get when we get to God. Why do we need to thank someone for doing what they should already be supposed to be doing to begin with that God's already equipped and empowered them to do, which really means that it's not them doing it, it's God doing it in them and through them, and so he should get the thanks, they shouldn't get the thanks. Are you with me so far? Not to mention that we should not expect thanks or appreciation because that just feeds someone's pride. And leads them down the wrong road. After all, that's the way it was with the Pharisees. For example, I mean, we start, you know, and this is the question, should we not thank others? Now, with the 
the Pharisees in Matthew chapter 25, 5, to, 5 and 6 says this. Everything they do is done for people to see. They make their phylacteries wide and their tassels on their garments long. They love the place of honor at banquets and most important seats in the synagogues. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplace and to be called rabbi by others. Let's go on down that Matthew 23 to verse 11 and 12. The greatest among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. There are other places within the scriptures like Jesus talks in John 12 that they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. You know, that's what happens when you thank people. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10 says, For am I now, Paul says, am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 tells us, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord, not for men. Not for praise, not for anything. And of course, the big one, one of the big ones that could be uh, said by those who would hold this view, is God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Thanks just leads you to pride. Now, I've just kind of briefly hit on that, and and some of you are still going, what? You know, I don't get that. Others are like, whoa, okay, well, I kind of see what they're, what do we do with that? Here's the thing. As it always is with Scripture that we need to keep in mind, we need to look at the whole counsel of God's Word. All of what God's word says. And as we do that, we keep this in mind that God's word does not contradict itself despite what some people may say or despite what it may initially appear to be. There is no contradiction. There is no in between, though, should we thank somebody or should we not thank somebody? I would say it's not a question of either one of those. In fact, as we look at the Word of God and what we just read with all those names, let's go back to Romans 16. I do encourage you to turn there because uh, I'm going to just kind of walk us through that, and it's not going to be up on the screen. But as we as we turn to uh, Romans 16, again, we will see a very different message than that message that is, hey, Don't thank people. Don't show appreciation because that's not the godly way of doing it. They need to be godly and just not deal with this. Romans chapter 16, he begins by saying, and actually all of this, there's there's obviously another one another that's listed throughout Romans 16 here, and that's greet one another. We won't cover that today, but there's more. He begins in verse 1 by saying, I commend to you our sister Phoebe. A commendation publicly, Paul holding high regard for Phoebe, a servant of the church of Centria. A servant, some versions you might read have the word deacon there. That's the same exact word. I mean, that's what the word is in the 
original is the word where we get deacon. But that word could mean that she was a deaconess, but also that word means just plain servant. So whether she's a deacon or a servant, nonetheless, she is being highlighted. She is being called out because of she was a servant. And he says that you would welcome or receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of saints, in a way that's fitting and proper to recognize this one who has served the Lord. And that you would help, assist, serve her in whatever way she may need from you. For she has been a, the version I'm reading from here says a patron. And we're like, what's that? A patron just means a helper, someone who cares for or aids others. For she has been a patron of not just many, that word there is a great many, and of myself as well. Next, it says, greet Prisca. Uh, and some of you are like, well, yeah, that's just another, sometimes I get the name, it's just another way of saying Priscilla. You've heard of Priscilla and Aquila and Acts, hopefully, you know, uh, and other places where you would have heard about them. But greet, greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow what? Workers. It's not just, hey, greet Priscilla and Aquila, you know, they're great people and, you know, I met them along the way. You know, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus who risked their necks for my life, a sacrificial service to whom not only I give thanks, which is grateful, not only give thanks in that same word for grateful, not only am I grateful for them, but all the churches of the Gentiles give thanks and are grateful for them. Why are they called out? Why is their name presented? Why is their name not only written in this letter, but it is passed to churches all over? Public recognition because of their service. Greet my beloved Epinatus, who was the first convert to Christ in Asia. And then it calls attention to greeting Mary, who has worked hard for you. That word, work hard, is a word that means to work to the, and labor with such effort that you are exhausted. I mean, really. Just exhausted. This is what it is. You know, why, why even bring that up? Why don't you say, hey, greet Mary. She's a great woman. You know, the great woman of God. But specifically recognizing her hard work, even to the point beyond what seems humanly possible. As you read through there, there's others uh, that are mentioned. Jump down to Urbanus, where again, the co-fellow uh, worker in Christ, the same as Priscilla and Aquila, and the beloved Stachius, uh, greet Apelles, who is approved in Christ. And Paul is recognizing each of these uh, here. He, he is calling attention to them he is, as he goes down later on, uh, greet those workers in the Lord, Tryphena and Tryphosa. Again, workers in the Lord. And then Persis, who has worked hard in the Lord, the same as Mary did, that whole hard. Uh, here is just again and again mentioning this, even towards the very end in verse 19, talking about how he rejoices over them. As he's writing here to the Romans, I just rejoice over you. For what your obedience, obedience to God and what you've done. 
I'm just thankful for you. You see, there are similar thanks and public praise all throughout the word of God, including what Paul writes, specific groups. Uh, At some point in time, look at Colossians chapter 4, 7 through 17. That's in your notes, but we're not going to look there now. But just that expression of appreciation for people. Uh, There are other places like 2 Thessalonians or Philemon, even as it talks in 1 Thessalonians 5 about how we are to acknowledge, we are to recognize, we are to appreciate those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and admonish you. A praise and thanks. It's not just a special occasion. We're trying to call this out today. I recognize that. But what goes on in the word and these things that takes place is something regularly, constantly is happening. Look what Paul says in Philippians chapter 1 in verse 3 through 5. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. He, every time he remembers them, in all his prayers, all uh, for all of them, he is praying with joy, he is recognizing, he is thanking God because of their partnership with him and what they did in serving with him. In whatever way that that was, and there are a number of different ways that the Philippians did, There are those public thanking God that took place in other places. And I have those listed in your sermon notes from 1 Corinthians to Romans and all other places. So here's the thing. Obviously, then, if that's what's taking place, it's okay to recognize, to appreciate, to say thanks to those who are serving the Lord. But what about those comments earlier that we should not be thanking because we're serving God not man and that we're not supposed to be prideful as it deals with our serving and wanting that recognition well they're two different things there's not really a conflict there when we recognize these these are two different ways of uh, two different not just two different ways of thinking but two completely different things so to speak And they've gotten mixed up. One of the things deals with our motivation in receiving thanks. The other deals with our motivation in giving thanks. I think one of the verses that could help us with that is Proverbs 27, verse 2. Let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. All right. Are you seeing how this works? You hear the difference between the two attitudes there kind of going... Let another praise you. It's okay for another person to praise you. But it should not be coming from you. It should not be like, hey, look at me, or uh, here's what I did, or this is what I'm looking for in some way. That is where pride comes in. But it's okay that another praises you. In Luke chapter 14, Jesus tells a parable about a wedding banquet and being invited. And as you come and you walk into this wedding banquet, don't take the seat of greatest honor instead take the the humblest place take take the lower seat so to speak at that at that banquet take the lower seat and when the host comes in maybe he will move you up but if you are at the high seat and he comes in and moves you down that's not so good 
but to recognize this is how we come. It, it, Jesus doesn't say, listen, be humble, which that's the message of, of some people are trying to bring across about this, is be humble, take the lowest seat, but that you might be raised up, you might be recognized, because if you're at that banquet and the host says, hey, we want you to take this seat, that's a big deal. It recognizes that person. It puts them at the at a higher seat there that, that is giving honor to them. And what Jesus doesn't say in the parable is that he doesn't say, if your host tells you to take this higher seat, tell him, no, no, no. I'm too humble for that. Are you with me? Uh, you know, this this whole thing. There's a sense of false humility that we have sometimes when people are trying to thank us, to appreciate, to recognize us. A false humility that, that would be saying, no, thank you, I'm too humble to take that higher seat. <laughs> By actually saying that, it shows you are pride, prideful about your humility that obviously isn't humble because you just said it and notice it to everybody. I don't, I, I'm not worthy of that low seat. Listen, you got recognized, take it. Otherwise you're prideful. I'm too humble to be recognized. Now to be sure, we need to understand on one hand, yes, I don't need to be appreciated, acknowledged, or thanked. I should not expect it. I should not want it. My value and significance is not tied to what other people think. If I don't get appreciated by others, I will get it from God. Many places it says like Hebrews 6 verse 10, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed towards his name. And that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. God will not forget it. But even then, we would say, I'm not looking to be noticed by God. I'm just looking to humbly serve and to bless others. Our heart wants to give, to love God, and not even expecting that God somehow is going to give us something back because we did something for Him. We just, out of the grace that he has given us as grace a gift to give to him you never repay knowing that everything i have everything i am everything i do comes from the lord and he deserves all glory and yet on the other hand giving thanks and appreciation to others is something god not only tells us to do but shows us the example to do recognizing his work in people encouraging them, lifting them up, that it's okay. Here's an interesting verse that just goes along with this and supports it from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. I was glad when Stephanus, Fortunatus, and Achaicus arrived because they have supplied what was lacking from you, for they refreshed my spirit and yours also. Such Men deserve recognition. Uh, I can't get much clearer than that. And it's not like these men were, this is, this is a major, major, I mean, it was big, it was important, but it's not like the whole kingdom of God was transformed and changed. Uh, they brought aid from the, from the church to Paul. He 
these men deserve recognition. So while we don't need thanks or appreciation, we shouldn't, if we are truly humble servants, we do need encouragement. Galatians 6, 9, and 10 and other places tells us do not become weary in well-doing. It wouldn't tell us not to become weary in well-doing if that wasn't something that happened. If we didn't get weary, if we didn't get discouraged, if we didn't get down about things that we're doing. You may not realize how that kingdom builder teacher or that other person that's helping in, in, in the worship area or wherever it might be, what's going on with them. But to give an encouragement, a form of appreciation, a thanks. As long as we're being sincere, not using flattery, then we're not responsible for puffing up somebody with pride. That's between them and the Lord. In fact, the flip side of not wanting to give thanks to others can be a sign of pride. I want you to really just stop for a minute, think what I'm just saying, because for some of you it's like, well, I did die, but uh, yes. Sometimes not wanting to give thanks to others can be a sign of pride doesn't want to consider others better than ourselves as philippians 2 says a pride that doesn't want to recognize others that have somehow god is used to bless you because you can handle it yourself we don't need help a pride that in some people's hearts praising someone else takes the focus off of you and what you've done So not praising others could actually be a sign of pride within us. For example, somebody saying, you know what? Nobody shows me appreciation. Why should I show them? I mean, it's, it's not that I have hard feelings or anything. It's just like nobody said thanks to me. Why should I say thanks? That is pride because pride is about thinking of self. Our focus upon self, not the Savior and others. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. That, Galatians 2, is how we are to be living. And sometimes nailing down our pride on the cross means we lift others up in whatever way might be needed. This whole thing fits with the honor one another. Romans chapter 12, verse 10 is another one of those one another passages. Honor one another. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. To honor, to lift up, to esteem, to value, great respect and recognition. And along with that meaning, it's really in this verse, it's saying it in such a way to outdo the original, to outdo one another in showing honor. Not just to do it, but to really just try to outdo showing the honor. And you can come in appreciation, expressing gratitude for others. Heartfelt thanks to God for what He is doing in and through people in our lives and letting them know that, voicing sincere compliments, writing the note, celebrating the victories, the appreciation. And I just want to encourage all of us to participate in expressing that appreciation and that thanks to one another even more. In that gratitude for one another, the attitude of gratitude continues to then grow within us, not as individuals only, but as a church. 
And it only grows not just towards one another, but our attitude of gratitude grows towards God and allows his blessing to burst forth even more. To take the opportunity. It really, it's about saying thank you. Thank you for serving our Savior. Uh, not in this point in time here to try to call out specific names, but just to say to our, all of you who are here and those who are online, others that unfortunately are not hearing this right now. But uh, as a pastor, to thank you for having humble hearts as servants. For many of you have helped in so many different ways that we could never do without each of us being a part, each one. Even if it might seem like just a little thing, that's the whole point of that whole uh, 1 Corinthians and Romans and 12 where it talks about the parts of the body. Some are, are, are smaller parts, some are bigger parts. All, eh, all are important and we can't say we have no need of others. In fact, it even talks about in 1 Corinthians 12 that those that seem weaker are, are indispensable. Those parts of the body we think are less honorable we bestow greater honor. Don't think of yourself as less when God thinks of you as more. In many churches, we hear the 80-20 rule. How many have ever heard that before? All right, there's a, there's a number of you. 80-20 rule means 80% of the work gets done by 20% of the people. And actually, in most of those churches who have that 80 20 rule in most of those churches only about 50% do anything if not less than 50% do anything period I praise God I thank God for you because that's not true here I mean we had to we had to make a list of everybody and all different people not only the different positions different things that are going on and the different people I mean it's have done something anything it is uh, obviously, it's not going to be 100%. There's some new, and but it is way, 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 way up there. It's a flipping that whole uh, whole thing around as so many are apart. There are so many. And obviously, there are those who are carrying a heavier weight than others, but many are carrying something, often without being asked, just jumping in. You see that even as we think about setting up for dinners and takedown. You know, we usually try to schedule somebody for takedown, but you don't really have to here. Because it's just, it's just what we do. We don't think of it as necessarily even serving. We just think of it, you know, as part of being part of a family. That's what we do. There are unseen servants, there are hidden heroes, not just on Sunday, but in other days, at other times that are going on. The vast majority were part of OCCA. And when we say a part, you don't have to be an official member to be a part. Hopefully you know that you're part of the family, whether you're an official member or not. But so many don't want to just be spectators, want to be participators. Not looking for recognition, just wanting to help. Often feeling like not doing enough. And I know that's been difficult over these last couple years some of you have wanted to do more and unfortunately things got limited in what could be done and when and with who and how and that that's thrown a, a monkey wrench into all this and yet there's others who have had to step up 
more than double what they have been doing before. You know, especially you think about some of the leaders who have had to try to figure out how do we adjust to this? How do we continue to press forward with what God wants us to do? And yet we have to make changes here and there. How do we do this and the work that's involved in that? You think obviously the extra extra for those who are a part of whatever goes on on a Sunday morning, especially uh, worship team and up there in the uh, sound room and beyond and all that as changes that have made. We want to recognize and say thank you. Next Sunday, hopefully we'll give you some other things about this, but just to leave you recognizing so many are reliable and consistent. So many don't have to be asked. Just do and follow through. Thank you giving your gifts and your abilities of your time and your effort serving in different ministries, serving different people. You know, there's some that are not just, you know, you say, well, I, I'm not in a specific ministry, but you have a ministry. You have ways that you've helped out. You have ways that you've helped different people. There are things that we don't even know. Actually, I know some, I hear some. You don't know, I know. But uh, of people who are on their own, going and helping this person or that person, giving a call, giving, you know, contacting somebody, just checking up. That's serving one another, encouraging somebody, through praying, through our giving. It's all a part of it. Giving of ourselves, glorifying God and impacting eternity. Let me just leave, ask the worship team to come. I want to leave the... You with these uh, scriptures here, Second Thessalonians chapter three. To encourage you, this as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire doing what is good. Never tired of doing what is good. In Second Corinthians four one. Therefore, since God in His mercy has given us this ministry, we do not lose heart. Let's keep up the work, the good work that God is doing in us and through us. Thank you to each and every one of you who have been a part in some way. And and I know when I say that, there's some of you sitting there thinking, well, I'm not sure I was really a part. We could probably sit down and find ways that you really were. In some way, you were a part. Thank you. Father, I pray that you'd help us to press in to what you've called us to as we serve one another, but also to recognize this in others. As we humbly serve, we want to, in humility, lift others up to honor them, to recognize, help us this day, to not only do it today, but to put it forth from this point on. lift up others.